Welcome to the Holy Yes Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria Washington. And God, in this moment, I pray that you do that thing where the room fills with your glory. Let's roll for another revolutionary conversation of faith, business, and money. All right, welcome back, everybody. We are about to head into a very special episode where I break down eight lessons from 2200K plus months. Holy moly. I did a workshop on this on the House of We page. And if you registered for the replay, it's in your inbox. And I thought it'd be so fun to do a little teaser taste of what that workshop was all about. And then you can use the show notes below to download the replay and register for that if you want to go deeper. But there's some powerful truth in this. And it blows my mind so much that I can even say these words, eight lessons from 20 to 100K months. That means that my company has done 2200K months and there's so much that I've learned through that process of repetition and sustainment and being able to do something not just once, not just five times, not just 10 times, but 22 times. So there's going to be some energy, energetic-based lessons, some more practical lessons, and a little bit of storytelling so that you can feel for yourself how you can apply these teachings to your revenue and where you are in business. Lesson number one, let's get right into it. This is perhaps the most important lesson because it took a lot of discernment and discipline, not just saying yes to things, but saying no to certain things. Lesson one is understanding the difference for me between a blessing that is a temptation and a blessing that is truly from God. So the biggest thing I've learned over the last couple of years of creating revenue at this level is not just how to do it when my yes is in the room, but how to do it when my no is required. And we have to understand as entrepreneurs and visionaries and creatives that not every blessing is truly a blessing that is here for your calling. Some blessings are actually distractions. And I had to really learn the difference between the two, which blessings are tempting me to do something or continue to do something that is no longer for me. And which blessings are here to actually bring me closer to God and bring me closer to what God has for me? I have a couple examples about this that I share in the workshop so that you can make this more tangible teaching in your life. But it was so huge for me because at the end of the day, when it came to me sustaining this level of revenue, it came down to what I was willing to say no to, not what I was willing to say yes to. The easy part was saying yes. The hard part was saying no, even though that is presenting itself as a blessing. Not right now, not here, not for me. That's not truly from the call that God has placed on my heart. Lesson number two, knowing how to do the same thing in multiple ways is an underrated superpower. Knowing how to do the same thing multiple ways is an underrated superpower. There was this temptation after we hit our first 100K month. It was a $118,000 month. There was a temptation to double that the next month. And when you see the conversations in our industry about money, nine times out of 10, they are prioritizing more. Most of the conversations are centered around how to create more money. And there is this temptation to give myself to that and say, okay, if I could do that one time, then let's double it the next month. But that's not exactly how it happened. And I'm so glad that I did not give my energy to that 
because I chose after the second month, which was not a $100,000 month, it ended up being an 80K month. The path I chose is I don't want to just learn how to do this one time. I want to learn how to do this again and again and again and again and again in multiple ways and in multiple environments. And now I can sit here today and I can say, I know how to make 100K with low volume, high ticket. I know how to make 100K with high ticket, low volume. I know how to make 100K with a membership. I know how to make 100K with a course. I know how to make 100K with a launch. I know how to make 100K without launching. I experimented over the last couple of years. And how could I do this again and again and again? Because I understand one of my greatest lessons in this is that what is not fully received cannot be retained. I always use the example of lifting weights when it comes to this lesson because it's such a perfect analogy for how money works and how God is often training our muscle memory when it comes to stepping into bigger things. When you're picking up a 20-pound weight, that becomes a set point for you and a knowing in your body of, I know how to pick up 20 pounds. Then I remember I was training with my trainer one time. He said, great, let's put a band around your right knee and I'm going to pull on that band while you're lifting the same 20 pound weight. And all of a sudden that 20 pounds felt like 40 because the circumstances changed, the environment changed. And I had to rely on different muscles that surrounded the original one to activate the ability to pick up that 20 pound weight. So now I don't just know how to pick up 20 pounds when my legs are stable. I know how to also pick up 20 pounds when something's pulling on me, when there's a little bit of a distraction in the room. So I have more skill now. It's not just a talent or something that happened by accident. It's now something that lives in my body. Third layer is, okay, now let's have you pick up the same 20 pound weight, but this time I'm going to have the band around your knee and I'm going to have you stand on a BOSU ball so there's a wobbly ground underneath you. I was like, okay, I don't know if I can pick up 20 pounds under in that environment and under those circumstances. But I got to find out who I was in that process and the muscles that were really required to lift up that same weight, but now with an unstable ground and something pulling at me. What actually activated were, again, muscles that would never have been used if I was lifting up the 20-pound weight without any of those things. And I also got to see where my mind went, how my mind wanted to give up way before my body, and where my thoughts went before I even picked up the weight. And all of a sudden, that 20 pounds didn't just feel like 20 pounds, it felt like 60. So I was actually circulating more energy and more power, even though the weight did not change. Now, by the time he hands me 60 pounds, I can pick it up, no problem, because I built the tenacity and I have the fortitude now to do it. And this is exactly how it goes with money as well. It's not just about doubling your money right away. It's about how can I sustain this? How can I retain the ability to do this regardless if something in the marketplace changes? Regardless, if I get a new idea, what if halfway through the year, I no longer want to offer that course anymore? Does all of a sudden my ability to create a hundred K go away with that course? No, because I have the muscle memory within me to do this in multiple ways. Lesson number three, this one is, and has been one of the most healing lessons I've come in contact with and why I believe our relationship with money is so deeply profound and supports us and discovering our ability to bring things into form and our ability to 
really draw near to God and allow God to resource and provide for us. Lesson number three is money is because I am. Money is because I am. So where I am, there is money. This speaks to the wealth identity that needed to be developed in order to not only create 100K months once, but sustain it over a long period of time. There's a turning point in entrepreneurship that I believe everybody has to cross and go through, which is understanding your ability and your call to bring wealth into existence. That money is not something that you use and money is not something that brings you value, but you are the value that money is waiting for. That because I am, because my idea exists, because my voice exists, because my craft is alive, because I am, money is. So I identify not just as a user of money or I don't identify as something and someone that money is happening to. I really truly at the core of it identify as I'm happening to money. And when that flipped, everything in my relationship with money flipped with it. And it didn't matter what was changing around me. I truly knew on the core that money is because I am, not the other way around. And that gave me the ability and the spaciousness to ideate and create at a completely different level. It made me undistracted by so many other things that keep people spiraling in that survival mode. And this was a, a tough choice to make because we can sit here and all, there's always going to be evidence that we can collect that will tell us the opposite. But you have to have this strength and this understanding within you that you know how to make money, that you know how to bring wealth into existence. That's part of your makeup. It's part of your identity to steward wealth. There is no if, ands, or buts. Where you are, money is as well. It is a constant in your life. It is a part of you every single day. And that allows you to sell bring your ideas to life on a completely different level. And I watched it truly change the way that I addressed my numbers, the way that I addressed my business, the way that I made different decisions and different choices. Lesson number four follows that really beautifully. The seed of wealth starts with God's investment through you. And the question that pairs with this lesson is, where are you at with receiving God's gifts for you? We have to understand that the seed of wealth starts with God first investing in us. Do you feel that? That God is invested in you. That you are not just sitting there on empty. You are not just sitting there resourceless. You are not just sitting there trying to figure out if you're worthy or not. It's not about that. Or if you're enough, it's not about that. God is invested in you. Within you, there is a seed of wealth and it is your responsibility to harvest that seed. So where are you at with receiving God's gifts for you? When I created a $118,000 a month that one time, I remember it was on the back end of this experiment that I was doing with myself because I was at a sticky point in my business where I knew that I had more in me and I had the ability to bring more wealth into existence. I had the currency of ideas and this creativity that was so rich and so raw but I was still playing by someone else's rules and I was still existing within certain systems that were telling me I should do it this way or this way. So I did this experiment with myself of what if I just for the next 30 days did it my way and I just experimented with, I would love to create at the time I was actually playing with $30,000 
in like three days. And I had no pressure, no like I have to do this energy around it. It was just, I want to see what comes alive within me and my business if I just let it rip. And we, for the first time as a company, started to sell multiple things at once. And I stopped being so concerned if people would be confused or they wouldn't be able to figure it out or what if it, what if it gets to be too much. And I just trusted the experiment. That flipped over into $118,000 a month because we sold a program. We sold my teacher training. I sold programs, Evergreen. I just did it the way that I truly wanted to do it. And it showed me what happens when I allow myself to really receive the God, the gifts that God has given me. I have a gift of teaching. I have a gift of speaking. I have a gift of facilitation. So where am I at with receiving those gifts? Not just receiving money, which is what so many people are asking themselves. How do I receive more money? How do I receive more money? Where are you at with receiving God's gifts for you? Because that's the real currency that even brings the money into form. And I had to really check myself and bring that to the forefront of my brand and my business. And it set everything off in a completely new way. Lesson number five, receptivity comes with retainment. You can't retain what you haven't received. When I first hit that six-figure month, my mind, of course, went straight into doubling it because there was a part of me that still believed that it wasn't permanent. So I was making up for the potential loss. I was like, okay, if I double it, then I'll be for sure covered and I won't feel any sort of lack. I'll just keep doubling it and that will out earn the lack. Because what happens is when we hit a really big milestone or we cross a big money goal, the first thing that we tend to go to is how am I going to do that again? And or what if I lose it? What if I mess it up? What if this is just a fluke? And so right away, we step out of receiving it and we go into trying to secure it, trying to grasp it, trying to double it just in case it doesn't happen again. And we keep that number keeps increasing and that line keeps moving until you just spiral into way too much force and you're, you're not even connected to the actual seed and the actual gift that's in the room with you. This is the biggest lesson because me being able to receive the actual money was the last piece. I had to also receive the identity, the behaviors, the movement, the voice that comes with circulating that amount of money, that comes with stewarding that level of projects and income and all the responsibility that comes with that. That's how I'm able to retain it. Not because I have this secret code or I'm better than somebody or I figured out something that nobody else knows. I'm able to retain it because I've allowed my body and my nervous system to really absorb and become what that represented. It not, it's not just a fluke and it can never just be a fluke when you allow it to become part of who you are. And that's what I mean by not just developing ways to receive money, but developing an identity of wealth and letting that identity take on new shapes and forms as God prospers you and circulates more through you. So this is a huge reminder for anybody who is at the edge of receptivity and they're wondering, how can I really unpack my bags here? Like really unpack your bags at this milestone. Not just bust past it and try to double it. 
and not run in the opposite direction of it because you think you're going to lose it, but unpack your bags there. Get to know it. Familiarize yourself with it. And that's what I did in the first few months of creating this new income is it's like, okay, let's do this again. Let's do this again with this level of courses. Let's do this again with this idea. Let's do this again with this idea. We kept changing the environment. We kept changing the way. And every time I changed it, I gave myself a chance to receive it in a new way. And then I was able to retain it. And now today, I don't really think about how to make 100K months. It's part of my normalcy. It's part of how I operate my company and how I bring things to life. That's our new baseline. And that didn't happen overnight. It happened over many, 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 many months and not giving in to the pressure that it needs to be any more than it is right now. Caveat to this lesson doesn't mean that you can't play with bigger numbers and you can't continue to desire more, but there's something very special and potent about an entrepreneur that knows how to do it again and again and again and can trust that you have the retainment within you because retainment and sustainability go hand in hand. Lesson number six, know when your money work is a distraction. This was huge for me. Prior to creating Six Figure Months, there was this part of me that believed in order for me to continue receiving and continue circulating money, that I would have to do money practices and I was always going to be working on money. And I believe we're always a work in progress. We're always going to have many different evolutions to what we're doing and who we are. But there came a point in my business and my career where the money work was actually a distraction from just understanding how to run a business. And no matter how much money manifestation work I did or how much rituals or practices I did, none of that can replace the ultimate skill and the deep knowing of how to run a company, how to manage a team, how to lead a vision, how to execute something really large and big and bold. A lot of people right now are confusing their money problems for something else. For a lot of entrepreneurs, it's not a money problem. It's a marketing problem. For a lot of entrepreneurs, it's not a money problem. It's a leadership problem. For a lot of people, it's not the money. You have no resistance to money, but there's actually resistance to the responsibility that that wealth identity is going to call you into that your business is calling you into, that your clients and the people you say you want to work with are calling you into. And no amount of money work is going to teach you and train you for that. So I had to switch my focus up a little bit. And throughout these last couple of years of generating this much revenue, it really was not because I was doing these specific money practices a day. The main work that I do around money is with identity and through the body because that's actually giving me access to all the things that really matter. It's not working on the money or becoming a better person so that I can earn more money. It's becoming a better person because that's who God called me to be. The money doesn't care how good you are, how pure you are, how great you are, how magnetic you are. But is that where God is calling you to be? Is that where God is calling you to go? That's what we have to start to follow. So that was a huge shift I made in my focus, my attention, my days were not spent thinking about money and were not spent obsessing over how I was going to receive more money. I studied and I was researching and I was developing my character to know how to run a business and know how to really implement the strategies and the execution that was going to be necessary for where I said that I wanted to go. Because at the end of the day, 
You cannot ask for more and then shrink for less. And that shrinking doesn't happen because of resistance to money. That shrinking happens because you have not developed the character to really stand in that more and be a deliverer and to execute on that more that you keep asking for. So that was huge for me. And it was one of the biggest turning points in my maturity as a businesswoman and the way that I was running my company and the decisions that I was making. Last two lessons, lesson number seven, there was a point in the business over the last couple of years where I actively chose volume over velocity. I stopped focusing so much on how fast I wanted to create money. I stopped focusing on collapsing time and I started to focus on widening impact. I started to focus on how many humans can my work touch in one minute? How many humans can I reach in one hour? How many humans can I connect with in one day? Volume over velocity. And something miraculous happened. I now run a business where I can offer things at $97, $47, and still experience multiple six figures, multiple five figures. That's what I always dreamed of. And what I always wanted was a business that reached millions and thousands of people. And I thought on some level, you had to compromise that in order to have a lot of money. And so there was a huge flip in my identity, my focus, and my perspective as an entrepreneur that allowed me to not focus on how fast that really, quite frankly, brought me back to truth and brought me back to the depth of my mission. And this was the turning point for me is I could keep creating it this one way. I could keep creating it in this energy or I can shift and focus on volume over the velocity of it. And ironically enough, now the money comes faster than I could have ever imagined. It comes with more speed and more depth than if I were focusing on doubling it, collapsing time right here, right now. Again, there's nothing wrong with that. But I do believe if deep down you don't know the direction of your company or really how your business model is meant to serve, you'll become somebody who tries to sustain a number that isn't even meant to be sustained that way. I give some tangible examples of this again in the workshop that I taught but that was a huge moment for me. And I know there's somebody listening who has a vision on their heart to serve many. And right now there might be a limiting belief or a capacity dip in, well, if I want to create that much money, then I need to raise my prices or I need to double my rates. That's not always the case. Sometimes it's about becoming more skilled at how you're delivering your work and the volume in which you can reach. And then you actually have more flexibility with your prices and way more flexibility with your business model. The last lesson is lesson eight. Refinement and innovation leads to execution. I've given this example, I believe, on this podcast before, but I was watching a reel and he was breaking down the difference between a creative and a genius. And I thought it was so brilliant because to me, when it comes to money, and when it comes to becoming a steward of wealth, there is a genius quality to it. To me, the genius is God. But on the outside looking in, there's this genius quality. How does somebody create that much money? They must be a genius. But here's the truth. 
creatives have a lot of ideas and there's a lot of people on the internet right now talking about those ideas. And there's a lot of people on the internet criticizing other people's ideas. And there's a lot of people who are going to say something or put something out once. The geniuses are the ones who are executing, who are refining, who are innovating. And tell me which one gets paid more. Tell me which one makes more money. The geniuses. Because if you can finish something, if you can execute it, you actually take care of a lot of objections and rebuttals that your audience will have to working with you. And for me, I remember thinking about my position online, thinking about how I was showing up on social media, how I was bringing my projects to life. And I knew that I was in an industry where there was a lot of saturation and there was a lot of people saying the same thing. And I knew deep down that my differentiating factor was innovation and execution. When you watch me execute a photo shoot, when you watch me execute a live event, when you watch me not just talk about it or say the idea or do a poll on my Instagram, like maybe one day I'll kind of do that, but you actually see me execute it all the way through, right away you build trust with me. Right away it takes care of any lack of clarity that you have on who I am or what I do. All you see is a woman who is able to and will cross the finish line and actually complete the things that are on her heart. That displays leadership. It displays clarity. It displays conviction, which are all qualities of a business person that can hold other people and hold big work and move people in bigger ways. So rather than spend hours and hours and hours trying to convince or tell somebody what you do, just start executing. Start doing your thing. Start to finish what you said you're going to start. Start to take it all the way through. Begin to innovate. And then from that innovation, you begin to refine versus completely rework. Instead of reworking my entire business model every three months, which I see so many entrepreneurs do, I just made subtle refinements. And that refinement allowed me to really fine tune and get intimate with what's working. What's no longer working? And do I need to always burn it down to build it back up? Because that's not actually execution. That doesn't display trust. That doesn't display clarity. That actually displays chaos. So a lot of people are, all their audience is seeing is them burning something down and building it back up, burning something down and building it back up. What if you just refined it? What if you innovated it? What if you executed on top of everything that you already knew? And you didn't have to ever start over again. You could always start with the idea and the ability to take all your lessons and metabolize them into the next evolution and the next evolution. So I really believe at, a, at the core, a lot of my engagement, a lot of the volume that I'm now able to be responsible for and to serve is a testament to an audience who didn't just watch me tell them to work with me. I just showed them who I am through the way I execute things. And that drew in an audience that was ready to buy and be a part of a community and a movement that wasn't just talking, but was walking. Show people that you're in motion because that is where people want to spend their time. It's where they want to spend their money. It's where they want to invest in people that are moving, that are doing things, that are bringing things off the ground, that are shaking things up and walking in this conviction of, I know where I'm going and I don't need you to tell me that you're convinced. I just know in my heart what it is and I'm here to do and I'm going to do it. And if you want to be a part of it, here's how. 
Again, I give some tangible stories and some examples in the workshop, but that's for somebody in this room who is in that awkward space of how do I tell people what I'm up to? Sometimes you're not going to have the words to talk about your evolution. You just got to show people who you are through your art, through your projects, and through the way that you're bringing your ideas into form. That's going to speak volumes and is going to bring in a huge wave of people that you didn't even expect would catch drift or would even notice. So this is where we can separate from the obsession over every single individual follower and understand that we're operating on platforms that have billions of users and the ones who are innovating and putting things out from that state of joy and creativity are the ones who are going to go far and wide. And that was a huge testament that I saw in my own work and my own growth. We are on the brink of bringing House of We into its next evolution. And if you have never heard of the House of We or you're just now hearing me for the very first time, I encourage you to use the links in the bio. There is a money quiz that you can take where you'll be able to learn your wealth archetype in under five minutes. And then we also have the five days of wealth embodiment where I take you through different somatic practices and a whole new way to think about money when it comes to your business and your identity. So check those out in the links below. And then if you want the full recap of these lessons, the full experience, you can register at thehouseofweed.com slash live stream. It's completely free. You'll get it right away, immediate access, and you can go really deep and see for yourself what changes you want to make next year and how these lessons can support you in widening your capacity, but also grounding down and into the identity of wealth that is within you. I love you. I hope you have a magical and blessed day, and I will see you so soon. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Holy Guest Podcast. I am so grateful that you're here and we get to do this work together. Connect with me on Instagram at I am Victoria Washington and let me know how this episode landed for you. I genuinely read and listen to every single message that comes through and I love receiving your stories, your feedback, your reflections of how these teachings are being woven into your life, your business, your relationship with God. Be sure to check the show notes below for ways to go deeper in this work. And I'll see you next week for another episode of the Holy Yes Podcast. All right, y'all, if you love today's episode, we're going even deeper inside the faith-based business bundle. This is a new body of work that bridges faith and entrepreneurship in a way that I have never seen done before. The testimonials coming out of this space are absolutely sensational. The depth, the exhilaration, the vitality that's coming alive in the women who have joined the bundle is quite literally blowing my mind. It is based off of one assignment to prioritize God at the center of your mission and to simplify your relationship with money in a way that brings you into peace with the evolution of your business. We are gonna be going through three master courses over three months, and each of them touches on different parts of your business, how to add velocity and volume to what it is that you're doing in the world. Master course number one was taught in October Kingdom Codes. So when you join the bundle, you get immediate access to the three-day Kingdom Codes master course. And then you're gonna be able to join us for our upcoming journey in November, Prosper Through Prayer. And then our final journey is gonna be in December, The Covenant. Each of these master courses is available a la carte, or you can bundle and save. And with the bundle, you get a bonus to join the Fulfilled by Faith broadcast channel. 
The reason why I created this bonus is because when you're starting to reconnect with God in a deeper way, and you're watching how God's genius is actually fulfilling your business in this entirely new way that you've never experienced before. The first thing that you want to do is share it with other people. So there's a whole network of faith-based entrepreneurs that are coming together inside the broadcast channel. And then you also are going to be able to get additional Q&A with me and access to all the bonus audios that I drop between our journeys. So it's a whole ride. I would be honored to have you inside with us. You can head to the show notes. I am victoriawashington.com slash faith-based business bundle. And it's there you can sign up for either the bundle or any of the master courses a la carte.